Good morning, good afternoon, good evening wherever you are. This is Nemo, the host of the Afro-Brit Rambling Show. How are you doing? It is a Thursday morning and the sun is shining out here in London and we are very grateful for the sun. I wanted to catch up with you. I do apologize. I am erratic when it comes to my podcasts and that is just a little me just not being very disciplined and organized at the moment and it comes with a period that I'm sharing with about my journey of grief. I just wanted to recap the issue that I did in my last podcast about the difference between grief and mourning. Grief as it is, is the immediate reaction to the news of the death of a loved one. Mourning is actually peeling through the memories. And this is a lifetime because these memories will not turn up immediately. Some of us, like myself, as a way of protecting ourselves from pain, suffer from cognitive dissonance. And that is a way of shielding myself from dealing with the pain and peeling it off. The body is the one that feels the grief because you receive information in the brain and your heart cannot comprehend. So today I want to talk to you about the other parts of the journey of grief. I'm also taking it from a mental health point of view because in all things we must remember that our mental health has to be paramount. Whether you have an illness or it's about just taking care of yourself during this period, it is important that we go through and we know we will go through and we will know that at the end of it we will bring honor and dignity to our loved ones. Give me a minute, I'll be with you. trying to get myself settled and you know how thoughts run and run and run around that's one of my failings because I've got a lot to say but a whole lot of things that I hope to educate you on grief is not linear it is not one thing that works one way just like healing there is no direct way of healing and especially when it comes to emotional wounds The five stages of grief were an observance by a lady called Dr. Alison Kugler-Ross. I think this was in 1969, as she worked in palliative care and observed these stages, especially with people who are coming to end of life. It is important for me to tell you that grief is not restricted to just death. There is the loss of a relationship, there is the loss of finances, there is loss of health, and therefore these stages can work any way around, depending again on your personality and how your emotions are working. The stages of grief are the shock, 
the immediate shock from hearing the news. There is the bargaining, there is the anger, the depression and the acceptance. All these stages do not work the same way. And as an individual, they will be in and out of your life depending on how or what is going on around you. For example, in the case of my sister, though my initial reaction was a shock, within I probably think one minute there was acceptance. I don't know why, but I think because we had looked for her for a while and she was unwell, I accepted it. And I accepted it because immediately I knew she was going to a better place. But this knowing is not something you can explain to anybody. It is a knowing that gives you peace. And I'm confident of this, that I will see my sister in the future. I've already spoken to you about grief and the immediate shock. Today I'm going to talk to you about bargaining. This bargaining especially comes with issues of people or families that are losing their loved ones due to illness or they're sitting in the ICU due to an accident or they suddenly have a massive cardiac arrest or an aneurysm that is least expected. Many times you find a lot of us turn to God praying for our loved ones. We negotiate and we pray for God Please, Lord, if you heal my mama, please, Lord, if you heal my sister or my son, I will do this and I'll do that. That is bargaining because you suddenly become aware of your mortality and you know you have no control of this. And many tend to turn to the creator. Some have been lucky and some have not. Is it then the creator's fault or your fault? And this is where Christian doctrine is very, very dangerous because many times we turn around and tell people pray and then we pray and we fast and what happens is that then the person dies and then the disappointment comes and the anger and the resentment because God did not answer our prayers. With a person who is losing their life, no doubt, at some point they realize that they are mortal and they too can talk to their creator and bargain for their lives. Sometimes it's a case of regrets, unfinished business, or just wanting to continue to live. So bargaining is comes with even talking to doctors. Can you do more? Can we try new drugs? What more can we do? And basically we are trying to extend or to save the life. In my case, I never bargained because there was no choice. It was done and therefore I accepted it. We've talked about the issue of anger and resentment. I honestly was not angry or I thought I would not be angry. And the flood came in three months later after I came out of the cloud of numbness and shock. I was very angry with God 
I wouldn't say I was resentful. I was angry. I was angry that my little sister was gone. I was angry that she didn't tell me that she was leaving, as if she could have. I was angry because she had such a great future. In fact, at the end of the year, my sister and I had this plan about how we would retire in Kenya, get houses that were neighbors together, start our businesses together and be around for our folks. And I guess all those dreams died. And with those dreams dying, I lost my compass. So I was angry because I was getting myself back together. Anger is a normal reaction. Anger at your loved one. Anger at the creator. Which interesting, I have realized that the very creator, the very breath of our life is sovereign. And what he does, he's all good by himself and he will do what is good for the person. I've had the opportunity to see people at end of life and it's actually very painful to watch. Painful because you're helpless. Painful because there's nothing you can do. You can almost sometimes see them in the middle of two worlds, wanting to go and wanting to stay. And then that makes you aware that you yourself may have to go through that gate. And are you ready to go through that gate? And how do you go through that gate? Anger can also lead to irritable moods. We suffer from mood swings because for me, in fact, I have been making my mom laugh. We were together for two weeks and it was wonderful because I haven't seen my mom for five years. As the only girl who's kind of left at home, my mom's attention is focused on me and I'm getting irritated. What is wrong with this woman? Why doesn't she leave me alone? Why doesn't she do her own thing? But the reality as a parent, she is grieving and I have to bite my tongue because my mother is also helpless. In that, you have to be sensitive to others and how they react to grief. I go through bursts of anger or depression, which I shall talk about in the next episode. And also, I also go through periods of very deep grief, almost grotto crying seeking my sister, hoping that I will see her again. Asking why she left me, why she didn't give me a a notice. I'm angry that the dreams I had with her are not there, but I have made myself this promise that I will not give up hope. I have always been an optimist. I do not think that that will go away. At the moment, things are very tender. I'm not angry, I'm just sad. And sad is also a feeling. Sad and depression are two very different things. So this is a shout out to all of you out there who've lost a sibling, a mother, a father, an uncle, a husband, a wife, 
it's not mentioned that COVID took a lot of people. And with that comes a lot of uncertainty with life because you're now doing life without one part of love that's not with you. This is my shout out to you that we will go through this. We will go through this. Be gentle with yourself and take care of yourself. As a note, at the end of this, I want to talk to you about my PEEP plan. My PEEP plan is P-E-E-P. Like you peep at it and it's a plan that you have in your mind or even in a little note that you write to yourself on how you take care of yourself. I call it my personal emotional evacuation plan. When things are too much, be kind to yourself. Take it slow. Feel the feelings, but don't let the feelings take over you. I will talk to you about my P-plan on my next episode as I talk about depression. And I pray that this has been helpful to you. And I hope that you can share it with your family and your friends. This we shall go through because it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You take care. God bless. Better run. I got work to do. And we'll talk soon. Take care. Bye.